Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Adam Flores. Adam was on my other top 100 business podcast called Your First 100K. He is a best-selling author and founder CEO of Dream Factory Co., Now, Dream Factory Co. is a one-stop shop marketing agency that specializes in helping entrepreneurs build, launch, and scale your marketing funnels, even if you are starting from scratch. But we're not here to talk business today. We're here to talk about the poverty mindset that you've been carrying with you since you were a little child. You know you have it. If you're not doing six figures or seven figures or eight figures, you have a poverty mindset. That's the evidence. If you're constantly struggling with finances month to month, at the end of the month, the 30th, the 31st of the month rolls around, maybe you were like how I used to be. And you're just dreading the end of the month because you have no idea where you're going to find that money to pay those bills, to feed your family, to keep the lights on. But you're a good Christian person and you're close with God and you have a good prayer life. So why is God not blessing you financially? Why are you not experiencing his prosperity and favor in your life? And you see all these other people who are, we're going to get into that today. There's something in your head. I call it rocks. You got rocks in your head, my friend, and they're blocking what God wants to give you. Now we're not here to talk prosperity gospel by any means. We're here to talk about God's healing and transformation for you. Whatever limiting beliefs you uh, created when you were a little boy or a little girl, You've carried them into your adult life. They kept you alive and you survived through childhood. Great job. But now they're holding you back in your adult life. All right. So Adam Flores, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead, take 60 seconds, fill in the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, definitely. So we're talking about breaking a a poverty mindset today, right? And so, you know, growing up, I was actually... Uh, taken out of my mom's arms at a young age over financial reasons. She had got out of a broken relationship and financially she could no longer, you know, take care of my brother and I. And so we had to go live in our grandma's house with 11 of us. And uh, I was sharing a twin size bed with my brother at the time uh, until my mom was able to get back on her feet. And then we were able to move in with her again. And from that point to the time I was 18, she was constantly crying over the bills, stressed out over money. And I saw the impact that it had in our family. That's why she had to go figure out how she was going to get a third job just to be able to provide enough for us and put a roof over our heads. 
And so, you know, that was a constant theme throughout my childhood. And so I had made a decision. I said, you know, I don't ever want my family to have to go through this. And so at 18, I got into business and I had, as you can imagine, without having that guidance from a dad showing me how to be successful or within my family, there was nobody that had even really made it in my family. So having to carve that path, um, starting out in direct sales, it's the best free training that there is. Uh, and so uh, really struggled for that within years, but got into um, just had so many divine connections where God had just created open doors for me to, you know, usually you know, God will work through people. And he brought in a person in my life that taught me Facebook ads at a time. It was, you know, like one cent a click. I mean, it was like 2011, 2012. And from that, um, I was able to build my first million dollar business in sales by 23. It wasn't my product though. And I felt like God was calling me to go after my, my passion, passion. And I had to make a decision because they wouldn't let me stay at that company and also build my own company. So I had to make the jump and I started all over from scratch. And at that time, I just met the love of my life. Uh, she saw me at the top of the mountain and here I am all over, starting all over from scratch. And then now fast forward to today, having to build another uh, multi-million dollar company today with 30 uh, staff of 30. So, you know, I know what it's like to struggle, to come from nothing, to, to deal with spiritual attacks, to deal with mindset attacks, to deal with circumstances that are completely favored against you. And, and through the biblical principles that God shared in his word, that has been the foundation that has allowed me to break through because it's a spiritual battle. And a lot of people want to solve the problem with only mindset, but there's a spiritual element that's where the enemy attacks. And that's where you have to have the wisdom to overcome the plans of the enemy. Okay. So let's go there and let's, let's, uh, let's take that on real quick. But before we do share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Something personal about me. See, I don't spend enough time thinking about me. So these questions aren't perfect. Aren't easy for me. Unscripted. Let's go. Unscripted. Uh, What is something that people don't know about me? Um, man, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think, um, yeah, like I, I love, I, I can only think about what I love. I love fishing and I love, um, you know, traveling. I, I don't know, but everybody kind of knows that because I post about it. I love golf. I, I don't know. I'd have to think. All about right. It. We'll let you off the hook on that one. So let's get into this. You're saying right now that poverty mindset is a very real thing in the world for sure. It messes with us. It's the rocks in our head. But you're also saying more than that, Joseph. It's a spirit of poverty. It's it's a, a spiritual battle that's happening within our soul, within our actual spirit um, that keeps us held down, keeps us playing small. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. So create a distinction for some of my listeners right now. They're like, isn't that the same thing? Like, okay, I got this poverty mindset in my head, but okay, it's spiritual. Sure. It's spiritual. But like, how's that distinct? What's the difference to you between the two? Yeah. So, so there's the spirit of poverty and then there's a poverty mindset. And a lot of times people use this interchangeably, but they're actually completely different. Okay. So the spirit of poverty is what is, is when you're actually being attacked from a voice that is not yours, right? This is the voice of the enemy. It's not your voice. And the way, you know, it's a spiritual attack is because it, it talks to you in the form of you don't have enough, right? So you'll, you'll be working towards something and you'll hear almost a taunting voice that could even sound a little tormenting, like, like you don't have enough. You aren't good enough for God to use you. Look at your past. You're wasting your time. Stop trying. 
your spouse doesn't believe in you. No one is supporting you. You don't have what it takes. You have no money and resources. How are you ever going to get ahead? And so it's, it's a voice that is talking to you and it's not your own voice. And so that is the voice of the enemy, right? And that's a spiritual attack. And so if, if you don't understand who you are in God, which is an identity in Christ, if you don't understand that, then you can come into agreement with those lies, right? Because we know the enemy is the, is, is the father of lies, right? His whole goal is to deceive. And so you come into agreement with deception, and now you bring those lies into your identity, and now you can adapt them as your own thoughts. I don't have enough. I'm not good enough. Now you have a poverty mindset. So, so it's, we all get attacked at every level, right? And, and I want to say this, poverty and abundance exist in the same realm at the same time. You might say, well, Adam, how is that possible? If you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, they were surrounded with abundance, but there was one thing that they couldn't touch, and that was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so what did the enemy do? He got Eve to focus on what she was missing because he lied to her. And so in a world full of abundance, she had, a, she had the, the spirit of poverty that fell on her, right? And she, she took from the tree, right? And that was the fall of man. And so with that, we could be successful in our businesses at any level, and we could still have a poverty mindset and focus on what we lack. And so what most people do is they try to escape being broke and they try and run to their goals out of fear of like being broke or not having enough, or I got to escape this, right? They're fear driven. But what they don't realize is that even at the next level, there is still an opportunity to choose to have a poverty mindset because the enemy always wants you to get you focused on what you lack. Now the voice is just different rather than you're going to be broke the rest of your life. Now you're hearing the voice that's saying, oh, you're going to lose it all now. Wait till it all crashes. Wait till people figure out that you're not who you say you are. And this starts all these weird things. And so every day we wake up, we have to actively choose that we are living, that we are going to choose to live in the abundance that God has for us. And it has nothing to do with your money. It has to do with the, the inner being that God created you to be, right? You're going to operate with, uh, the, the Bible says to fix our thoughts on what is pure and what is right and what is good. And so we're choosing those thoughts on a daily basis. And so the, the lives of the enemy, the worst is that, uh, that we, there's no power in the presence of truth. There's no, lies do not have power in the presence of truth right? And so we are uh, walking in the truth. And that's why he says the truth shall set you free, right? Because the enemy wants to take that, that freedom in Christ out of you. He wants to keep you tied down, uh, weighed down. And so, but we're called to be able to walk in the power of God. And so, um, so we break that through, through knowing God's truth about us. I really like the way you broke that down. Very simply. Thank you for that. So how do we actually do it? Like, how do we uh, live in God's truth on a daily basis um, and shield ourselves from these lies of the enemy, this spirit of poverty that's constantly attacking us relentlessly. I know on my business show, uh, your first 100K, regardless of what level of income my guests uh, show up with, I've had guests doing that just cross six figures, and I've had guests that did $250 million last year alone. And they all have the same exact attack. And it's the uh, imposter syndrome. It's the, what if, what's going to happen when everyone finds out you're a fraud? You're going to lose it all. Exactly what you said. It's a spirit, an actual demonic spirit attacking them relentlessly at all levels. So speak to us about that. No, now that we know no one is immune to these attacks, 
unless we shield up with the truth of God. That's the sword in the shield, the Bible says, the, the word of God. So how do we actually do it? Do we just read scripture verses? What do you do on a daily basis? Like what's your routine? Or how, what did you do initially where you were being attacked? You were, you were in agreement maybe with some of the lies, just like the rest of us. And how did you break free? Like what was the specific tip or strategy or hack that you did? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, what happened is that you, you have to first recognize that it's not your voice. And where I learned how to really battle through the spiritual warfare is learning how to fight spiritually, right? Because anytime you have a vision, you're going you're gonna to face adversity in the spiritual realm. And so part of wisdom is knowing how to fight in the spiritual realm. And so when you're fighting the spiritual realm, uh, it says in James 4, 7, that if you submit yourselves uh, to God, you resist the devil and he will flee. And so that's a promise, which actually means that we have the authority through Jesus to resist the enemy. So when you hear a thought, you just say, in the name of Jesus, I reject you. That's not true. And then you replace it with who God has made you right? Like I'm the son of the most high King, right? Like I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like God has a plan and purpose for my life. It's to prosper me, not to harm me. Like, like, you know, like I'm a King's kid. Like, so you have identity in Christ. And so the, the, the priority to be able to, to, is to fight the plan of the enemy is you got to be able to know what God has to say about you. And this is a great thing to write down. If anybody is a note taker on here, that anytime you're going through a hard, like any hard time in life, you either need a revelation of who God is, or a revelation of who you are. And so when you realize the power of God and you realize how he's designed you, then now you have, you have, you're walking in truth. And that is what the enemy is trying to keep you from getting to, because he knows once you know your identity, then every time he attacks, he knows that you, like it's the power isn't there, right? The power isn't there. That's why he tried to deceive Jesus. Jesus rejected him. And you don't see the devil come back, <laughs> right? You don't see the devil come back. Um, it's because that was, that was like, Jesus knew his identity, right? Um, so that's what the enemy is after. He's after identity. And once you know how, like who you are in God, then the enemy doesn't have as many power, as much power because he comes by words, right? Um, but it's also important to know what you're focused on, right? It's not just about fighting, but what you're going towards. And so what you really, the goal is, is, is to not just spend the rest of your life fighting. The goal is we want to be able to create a lifestyle of miracles, right? And so, so there's two types of miracles. And I think this is going to be really eye-opening for uh, hopefully a lot of you guys listening. There's, there's mercy miracles and there's grace miracles, okay? Mercy miracles are the miracles in your life that you don't deserve. You know, you're driving on the freeway, a car missed you, all of a sudden, you know, you're okay. Like, and it was nothing you did. It was the protection of God, right? Then you have grace miracles. And the Bible says that we access grace by faith. And so these miracles are miracles that are a byproduct of you stepping out into action and faith, right? Like the lady who, who reached out and touched Jesus's robe, it says, she said, you are healed because of your faith, right? So so what happens is, is grace is God's ability combined with our ability, right? Then, so, 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 how, so, so we access grace by faith. And then uh, what, is, what do we know about faith? Faith without works is dead. So we got to do our part. And then how do we access faith? We access faith by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Well, what do we hear? We hear what we speak, right? So anytime you're going after God's vision, it always starts first with your mouth, right? So you speak your vision into existence. You hear it. You have faith in it, take action, you do your part, and God does his part. And so it's the same way that we defeat the enemy. It's through faith. We speak the resistance, then we hear it increases our faith of who we are called to be, and then we operate in that faith, and then God opens up the new opportunity for us to walk into his truth and power. So that's God's process for manifesting.
right? It's how he manifested the world. He spoke the world into existence and then it came to be, right? So anytime we want to create something new, we have to begin to create it through speaking it. So um, hopefully that will be a really cool, like biblical formula for people who want to create more in their life. I've never heard it presented that way. That was really, really good. Really solid. BC Nation, I hope you're taking notes. If you missed that, go ahead and click replay, right? And replay this and write it down. That is a game changer for your life. Like so many of us as Christians, I think, Adam, we feel powerless against the enemy. We do. And we try to will our way through the attacks. And we rely on our own strength rather than accessing the authority given to us by God to claim his power of protection over us. We, it's, it's like, I, I use a visual with some of my clients. I'm like, imagine the enemy is running behind you with a thorn bush in his hand and you're running in a circle and he, every so often he catches up to you and jabs you with the thorn bush and pricks you. And you're like, ah, that hurt. Meanwhile, look down. This entire time you're running in a circle and the enemy just keeps jabbing you through life with these thorn bushes, these lies, these attacks. You've been running around a sword and a shield laying on the ground. It's the word of God. And if you access it, BC Nation, the way Adam just taught us to access it, you get to pick up that sword and shield. What happens when the enemy tries to jab you the next time with a little thorn bush against your shield? What happens to the thorn bush? It gets crushed. It has no impact on the, the golden shield of God. But God doesn't just leave you there. He says his word is also a sword where you can strike back the enemy. So it's not a, a constant living in defense. It's, it's, a, it's a back and forth of defense and offense. And you send the enemy running. We don't realize this. And Adam, thank you for bringing it uh, to our memory here, how the Bible teaches us this very thing. This is Bible-based. Whether you're Protestant or Catholic, it's undeniable. This is how you access the authority of God. And I'll just say this real quick. I remember when I was struggling with uh, disappointment. I was going through a stage of just constant chronic disappointments, one after another, just uh, plans and expectations for business goals, personal goals, just falling through. And it was over a series of, I think, like two years. And man, you know, I'm human like everybody else. And, and it just got to me. And I was falling into depression and just high anxiety. And, and I remember uh, someone reminded me of what you just reminded me. So I went to the word of God and I looked up disappointment in the Bible. I Googled it. And it came up with all these Bible verses that addresses, address disappointment. So I created a list of my favorite that targeted dis the lie of disappointment and the attack of disappointment. And I made a list of like 13 and every morning I would wake up and for five minutes, I would read them out loud. Like you said, the spoken word to create it into my life, into my reality. Cause the lies had taken over my life and I was living in, in disappointment. So I spoke these God's truth for five minutes a day, every day. And within less than two weeks, the disappointment was gone. I felt powered up in God's truth because you know, they were very empowering biblical Bible verses and man, disappointment has never come back. Is this what we're talking about, Adam? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with this disappointment, right, a lot of our disappointments come from circumstances that are just unfavorable, right? Because there's something that's very real that a lot of people, especially in personal development, don't talk about. And it's the area of oppression. And oppression is that external force that's working against your life, right? And there's different types of oppression, like there's career oppression, 
where you're just disappointed in the job you're in. Your boss doesn't care about your purpose. He doesn't care about your goals or visions. He just wants you to do your job, uh, you know, and, and get it done. And that's it. Right. And so you go home, you're tired after the, after the day and it just, life seems to repeat itself and you feel stuck in the cycle, right? It's career oppression. There is, um, there is um, relational oppression. You know, you're going after an idea or goal and your spouse is tearing you down saying, why are you doing that again? You know, remember you, you just lose money every time you try a new business. And so you're dealing with that, that fight in the home, right? There's physical oppression where you're just, you don't even have the energy. You don't even feel physically good to go after like what God is calling you to. Like you're just, you're tired all the time, right? Um, maybe even dealing with a, a sickness, right? So there's all of these different oppressions. There's, I'm not going to get into all of them. There's 10 main oppressions that we can get hit with. There's financial oppression, right? We're just like the rug constantly gets sweeped out from underneath you. You can never get ahead. And so when we're dealing with this disappointment, like you're talking about, um, what we try to do a lot of times is we try and take it into our own hands with what we call survivalist mentality. And this is the wrong way. I want to emphasize, this is the wrong way to deal with it, but this is what we typically do is we get the survivalist mentality where you feel like no one's going to change my life. So I'm going to take this into my own hands and then it's wrapped in control. So now yes. I'm going to control the situation. I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of this. And then it's wrapped in pride and no one is going to stop me. Right. And so what happens is this is a principle that the world teaches that says you got to take control over your life. Right but it's a principle without the prince. And that's mm. what the world wants to do. They want to teach you the principles without the prince, but the prince is where the power is, right? And so when we take out God from the principle and we try and take full control, we edge God out. And that is the acronym for ego, right? And so now we step into a place where we've edged God out, try and take things into our own hands. And that is the, exactly how the enemy wants you to deal with your situation. Because as long as you can, he can take your faith out of God, then he will rob your ability to break through. So the opposite, what the word says to do is it says in Corinthians it says to focus on not what is seen on what is unseen. And so what the enemy wants to do is get you to focus on what's happening, right? He wants you to see with your eyes, but God wants to see, wants us to see through our eyes. And that's why the Bible says to focus on what is unseen. So what does that look like? It means that in your prayer time, you're creating the space to ask God what's really happening here. And what will happen is God will reveal to you what's really going on underneath the surface. For example, you're in a career that is driving you crazy and you feel stuck. So you ask God, God, what's really going on? Why am I here? And God whispers in your ear and says, son, I have you here because it's preparing you for the next place. And so I need you to just hang on for another six months, a year. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to start to prepare your resume. I want you to start to prepare, you know, uh, a new a new opportunity is coming. And so now you realize, oh, okay, this is, you, you become to get grateful for your job. You're like, this is providing for me. This is help. This is, this is uh, providing for my household right now, but God has been preparing me with this job so I can move into the next one. Right? So you or, see the purpose in the pain or in the struggle. Exactly. Right. Right. If you're in a, you're in a home where your spouse is always tearing you down and you pray about it, Lord, why is my spouse always constantly tearing me down? And the Lord whispers in your ear, you know, they're afraid. They're afraid that if you become successful, that that they're going to lose you. And so all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't even realize that. So now you go and you comfort your spouse and say, Hey honey, I know that you see me do these businesses and I want you to know no matter how successful that I become at this, like I will always love you. And I want to do this together, you know? And so that's operating in the spirit, right? Versus operating in the flesh goes, Oh, you know, yeah, you always talk to me. Well, you're not perfect. What are you doing with your life? And then you want, you know, you get into rebellion, you get into the flesh, right? Saying things you regret that destroys the relationship. And so anytime that you deal with adversity, like the word says, you want to 
focus not what is happening, but what is possible. What is God showing you in the situation so that you can see with spiritual eyes instead of just seeing in the physical? That's where your greatest ideas will come from. So when you're not dealing with an oppression, right? What you could do is use the same strategy to create and activate your imagination for vision for the future. So what most people don't realize is that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate coach, counselor, mentor, guide, guider. Like that's what the Bible says the Holy Spirit's purpose is, is to guide us, right? So that's why it's Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So when we're in our prayer time, when we're in our prayer time, we want to be able to pray to, that the Holy Spirit activate our imagination. And so it's a great exercise to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day to, to just allow the Holy Spirit to activate your imagination to see new possibilities, new possibilities in your career, new possibilities in your relationship, new possibilities in your, in your health, new possibilities in, in opportunities and relationships that you can develop or connect with. So when you begin to get visions, right, when you begin to get visions downloaded, it, what is seated first in the spiritual can then manifest in the physical. What is first seated in the, in the spiritual can then manifest in the physical. And so we, but a lot of believers do not create the space for the Holy Spirit to activate their imagination. And so they only focus on what is happening. And that's why life continues to look the same day after day after day. So we got to break that pattern. So that makes a lot of sense. So after, walk us through how you've done it in your own life. After you uh, give the Holy Spirit access to open up your imagination, you get a clear vision. And I know you've mentioned to me offline that you have a very clear vision for your business right now, um, crystal clear. And so how do you then take that vision and now go execute it out in the world? Because some uh, one of you listeners are thinking, oh, if I just speak my vision out loud, it's just going to show up now. So what did you do? Walk us through uh, what you did with your business, where you took from the spiritual realm, a vision that was unseen, you focused on that and then manifested it into the physical realm, which is now seen and you now see evidence of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to, I'm going to share a story of a breakthrough I had. Um, but before I do it, to add on to that, you really want to get a vision for a God-inspired goal, right? And a God-inspired goal is a goal that you cannot hit without God, okay? And most people are just setting goals that they know they can hit. That's not a fun way to live life. You want to create a lifestyle of, 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 of God's presence in your life that you really need to rely on it. That's one way to really grow at God's speed. So I was, at a, I was at a point where I had just hit rock bottom. I was sharing at the beginning of my story where I had left that, that, that business that I was successful in, tried to start all over again. And I burned through my savings trying to start a new business of my own. And I'm, I'm down to like my last, like maybe 10 grand, I think, which is not a lot compared to what my expenses were, right? You may say, oh, that's a lot of money still. Well, not when your expenses are used to a six-figure lifestyle, right? So I remember hearing um, in my prayer time, God told me to start a live event, to launch a live event. Um, and so I was just like, all right, I'm going to be obedient to this. I'd never launched a live event before didn't knew nothing about it. So I booked the hotel room. And if you've ever booked a live event, they don't make you pay the whole amount. Then they make you pay the whole amount the day of the event. Okay. Usually you put a deposit down and then you pay it. Then. So I, I, I remember being behind stage said, did anybody show up? I asked my assistant, anybody show up? And she said, there's a line wrapped around the hotel. So I couldn't believe it. The room was packed to the point where there's standing room only right for this event but I bombed my pitch from stage and I made no sales, absolutely nothing. So not only did I have to pay the DJ, I had to pay the, the AV team, I had to pay the staging and the room costs and everything else. I'm in the hole. Now I'm dealing with putting things on my credit card, which is like, how did this even happen? God, you told me to start this event, but there was somebody in the audience that said, Adam, 
you had a great event. There was so much value. You're, you're such a good teacher, but you suck at selling from stage. So I want to teach you how to become better at selling from stage. So he didn't charge me. He was a very expensive coach for his time, didn't charge me. And he took me to all of these different events and he showed me how to sell from stage. So I saved up as much money as I could um, by just doing online sales in the meantime, with using social media. And I held another event. And from that day forward, we never made less than six figures in a weekend launching live events. So the moral of the story is that that there was something I had never done before. It was, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how it was going to work. It was a God-inspired goal. It's, that's the vision that I had that God had given me to start a live event. I, I just wanted to be obedient to the voice, right? So that's a key note to take. You want to be obedient to the voice. That's what you want to get in tune with. So I'm, I'm taking action and I failed, but because I took the act, there was a divine appointment that led me to the other events that gave me the skill set to sell from stage. And now I'm, I think I'm one of the best closers from stage. Um, but that's um, an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. So going to right to the middle of that story or towards the beginning, when you bombed, you now owe a ton of money for that venue, for the DJ, for everything. You, I'm guessing, did you feel God betrayed you or did you feel that Maybe it wasn't God's word that you heard. Maybe it was your own word. Where did self-doubt creep in? Oh, and yeah. how did you get Absolutely. through that to, to take another shot now with this coach? Absolutely. I, uh, I, like, <laughs> I felt like, God, what did you have me do? Where are you? I literally went from the peak of this amazing like, career to like absolutely nothing. And now I'm backwards, right? Like, God, where are you taking me, right? And so- I remember, and, and I remember God telling me my prayer time, he's like, you remind me of Jacob. So I look up the story of Jacob and sure enough, Jacob wrestled with God. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So here I was in a wrestle with God and it was a lack of faith. Right. And so, so that's what happens a lot of times is like, you're going to have that doubt. And, and so as you mature, you begin to go, oh yeah, I already know something's going to come out of it. Right. Because your faith raises. Right. And so um, with that too, I want to actually, I feel like I want to dive into this kind of segue if we can. Um, when it comes to resources, specifically money, right? As believers, we should never, ever worry about resources or money. It's actually one of the lowest priorities in the kingdom from a worry standpoint, right? That's why Jesus said the birds nor sow nor reap and God still provides for them. So Jesus's faith was so high that he didn't even worry about money. And so when, when we're, uh, a lot of times we measure everything based off of, off of that, right? And so, but the currency in the kingdom is faith. The currency in the kingdom is faith. And so God will always provide the resources, right? So hopefully for the, anyone on here who's worried about money, repent, literally repent. Say, God, I'm sorry for worrying about resources, worrying about money. I'm sorry, turn from that and begin to look in, in vision and faith because it's never a money problem. It's always an idea. It's a, it's a thinking problem, right? It's a thinking problem. That goes into poverty mindset. So, so, so poverty, my, all poverty mindset is, is you don't have the right knowledge and resources, right? So you either lack your, it's your own personal, it has nothing to do with the enemy. It's you're, you're uneducated, right? On, on how money works and how the systems of the world work. And so what you want to do, the solution to that is a kingdom mindset, right? So money is a tool. Money is a resource. We make more of it by providing righteous acts of service, right? And, and it makes you more of who you are. So if you're generous with it, you'll, you'll give more away. If you're 
greedy, you're going to become more greedy, right? And so it's in the kingdom, it's completely opposite of the world where money is the end goal. That's how the world works. We are here to build a kingdom, right? And that's, that's why God will never fail you is because he needs to put, he needs, there'll be times of test, but your faith needs to be above the, above the trial. Give us three action steps for my listener to grow in that currency of the kingdom, which is faith. Because if they've never experienced those miracles in their own life or in their own finances, now they're leaning on your faith <laughs> as, as you're sharing on the podcast here. Um, but they don't want to put their family on the line and their bills on the line. Like what three steps can they do right now? Actionable steps today, this week to really increase their faith, to take that first step, because that's always the most difficult and really not put God to the test, but put God to the promise that he will fulfill the promises that he has in the Bible for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say this, that the first thing that I would do is to consider your ways. And this actually is a, is, is a scripture as well. It's just to consider your ways, right? And so what that means is to evaluate yourself and say like, really, like how good are you doing, right? Like how good are you doing at life? Like how impactful are you with your time? How impactful are you with your family? How impactful for you if you're an entrepreneur, are you in your business? Consider your ways, right? And then the next step I would do is I would actually go into just a complete repentance. A lot of times people have a weird word about it. They think about you like on your knees, like just like this weird hair thing. shirt. This, you yeah, know. exactly. All it means is to turn your, to turn away from the word repent means to turn away from. So you, you're laying it down. God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for, for worrying. I'm sorry about my doubt. I'm sorry about, you know, not being a good steward of the money you have given me or the time you have given me or not using the gifts you've given me. And, and I want to be able to, to change that, right? And then you go into what Joshua uh, 1.8 says, meditate on the word day and night. So now in the morning, when you start your day, you get into your word, but you don't get into your word to just read the scripture. You get into your word, and then you want to be able to ask God a couple of questions before you start your day. Lord, how can I best steward my time today, right? And allow the Lord to reveal to you how to use your time, because in the world, there's only three currencies, time, money, and knowledge, right? Time, money, and knowledge. So in order to advance your life, you need to be able to maximize your time, gain new knowledge, right? And then you can use money as a tool to reach vision and right resources. So, so you got to meditate on the word day and night, ask God, how do I utilize my time? Well, and your future is your calendar. So whatever is in your calendar will determine where you're headed in the future. So I can actually look at someone's calendar and see where they're going, right? So what is on your calendar that is going to be different in the future than where you're at right now. Maybe it's time in the gym. Maybe it's time going after a business. Maybe it's time looking for new jobs. What is on your calendar that's different than what you're doing today? And then what you want to do is you want to go into spiritual battle. So this is where you begin to, to speak the victory. God, in the name of Jesus, I declare a new job. I declare a new opportunity. I ask for divine relationships and open doors that no man can open. I, I pray for physical energy that I've never had before. I pray for, for endurance and boldness, Lord. I pray for whatever you're believing and you begin to speak it, right? That's going to boost your faith, right? And so then now it gets into the point where you got to actually do the work. And so this is one of the, so there's actually four resistances. We actually covered three of them. The first resistance is the spirit of poverty. Second resistance is a poverty mindset. Third resistance is oppression. The fourth resistance is the sinful nature of the human mind. 
And the sinful nature of the human mind is the flesh that in your nervous system, it's hard for you to actually go out and do the work. That's where you distract yourself and like you go into the fridge in the mid afternoon. And then now it's like, you start eating the donuts, start diving into the ice cream at nighttime rather than studying, you like put on Netflix. It's, it's because your neuro system, your wiring of your flesh is working against you. So what the Bible says to break that is two things. The Bible says, do not leave provision to the flesh, which basically means to leave no room for you to fall into your flesh. That means if you are binging on Netflix, you may have to delete the, the app from your TV for a certain time. If you're binging on Instagram, you might have to delete the app for a certain period of time. Do not leave room for the thing that you're falling into temptation to, okay? And then the second part of it is fasting. So that leads into fasting. There's a time where you give up a period of time where you're used to this routine, giving up what you've been idolizing, right? What you've been falling to comfort in. And that will create new space for you. And in that, you're, you're, that's where you're taking your action, right? You're, you're, you're writing down the things that are gonna, if you do these things, they will lead to your goals that God is calling you to go after, right? And so your only priority in your day is to hit these outcomes, not to-dos. To-dos is like, I did the laundry done. I got to I got to do the dishes. These are, these are your God-centered outcomes that if you do these today, they will move you closer to your God-inspired goal and vision. And you fight over those. If there's any resistance at all to taking action towards the goal, towards those outcomes you need to hit for your day, that's a spiritual battle. That's where you have to be able to, to continue to speak the victory. Like the enemy, you have no power over me. I'm going to get these outcomes done. Like I cancel any assignment that's holding me back. I am not the same yesterday as I am today. Lord, you've made me a new person. I'm renewed by the renewal of my mind. I will get these done. And you begin to fight spiritually to get these assignments done. Then what happens is after you do that for a while, you, be you begin to just get used to hitting your outcomes in your day. And to the point where you become a person that just, you, you don't realize that you begin to just automatically be in alignment because 95% of our thought patterns are automated. So you become almost automated in your faith-driven activities and to the point where your life is just constantly manifesting vision. And so then at that point, you have to be careful about what you choose to do because you know what you choose to do will actually happen. So you have to start asking things like, God, do I really want to do this? Because if I take action, it's going to happen. So, um, you know, then you go through that phase. But, um, but yeah, hopefully that gives you real tangible, clear steps to take. And you'll notice it's like you're fighting with this hand spiritually and you're building with this hand physically, you know, and then that's the battle of faith um, that we're after. And you lead a lot of people to Jesus along the way. BC nation. We're speaking with Adam Flores. Is he not a great teacher? I think he is. And I'm not just saying that to inflate your ego, Adam. I really mean that. I think that's, that's your real gift and God has given you the way you break things down. Uh, very clear, very concise, and you're breaking very complex spiritual um, theology, I guess is a good word for it. Uh, it's a very simple, digestible human understanding. Um, for whatever it's worth, I, I'd like to speak that into you. I think Thank though you. you're kicking butt in business, uh, this is your true gifting uh, for sure is, is teaching spiritual things um, and how they fit into worldly doings for sure. Okay. So Adam, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Um, welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? His presence. What's your least favorite thing about God? His standard. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Uh, missing his best. Yeah. 
I believe we're all struggling with with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Not coaching my wife and just being a husband. (laughs) Wow. You have the same issue I have. What did you spend way too much time doing uh, this year, this past year? Um, I would say building a new product. I'm building a new financial product. That's like Dave Ramsey's thing. So it's taken all my time. Got it. What's your, what secret fear do you have about people? That they would think that I use my goodness for manipulation or something like that. Yeah. A false accusation. Yeah. False accusation. What do you, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, his provision. Yeah. God takes care of his kids much better than we take care of our own. And many of us are very loving parents. So just yeah. gives us, you know, perspective. What is a new habit you want to create? Uh, I want to be able to, to have intensity in my workout. I work out to, to, to burn calories and to be in the, to, to go through the habits, but I want that intensity to work out. That's a habit I would love to have. Yeah. What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, I would say bad habit. I want to break. Um, I think I eat a lot of sweets at night. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's like Netflix binging. It's sugar binging. Yeah. And I do it like right before I go to bed. I don't eat sugar all day, but when I go to bed, it's like, I just have a craving at night. Which so, is the worst time, right? Totally. You're like not supposed to do that. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, I would say um, faithful. I would say strategic. And I would say intentional. Pick three words to describe who you were before you put all your faith in God. Uh, doubting Thomas, <laughs> um, a worrier and a controller yeah. and an avoider. So I'll put a fourth one. <laughs> Avoidance, big one. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about God, heaven, life, work, all of it. What would you say to them? Trust his voice. Trust God's voice, BC Nation. Any final wisdom, Adam? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about putting all their faith in God rather than in themselves? Yeah, um, I think the one thing that I would want everyone to know is that this a sign of good spiritual maturity is when the world is crazy around you, but you still remain strong and faithful and unfazed. And that's a sign of spiritual maturity. And, it, and if you, if the world around you is shifting and it constantly affects you, that's a sign that you need to really increase the level of time you're spending with God. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my advice for today. That's awesome. And where does BC nation go to find out more about you? I know you got uh, a really cool membership community, uh, correct. What, what do you got for them? Yeah. So uh, spiritdrivensuccess.org is our membership community. And that is a place where creatives, visionaries, entrepreneurs, and believers kind of all come together. And we go after our God visions together. We mastermind together. And it's only like a dollar trial to start and 27 bucks a month. So it's like crazy value, spiritdrivensuccess.org. And then um, we also have Instagram, Adam, I-M-O-B, Flores on Instagram. And if you got some value from this message, I always appreciate the nice DMs. Like, hey, I heard you on the podcast. Thanks so much. Those are always awesome as well. So, Adam Flores, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad you started the show. This is the kind of things that people need 
um, other than just worldly advice. So I appreciate you bringing this um, podcast and for having me on. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.